0: Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy?
1: Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard?
2: Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants.
0: There is no way stories like this exist, and there is no way three
1: best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear.
2: I mean, no one would do that. Right? Guys?
1: I'm Allie LaFever.
0: I'm Lindsey Rush.
2: I'm Danny Chapman.
0: And this is Fangasm.
2: The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own.
1: Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie.
2: I'm Danny.
0: I'm Lindsay. <laughs> yes.
2: And we're ready for dessert. How does it feel to be? <laughs> Give us that whipped cream finale.
0: Ooh.
2: This is episode four, the final episode of our greatest season of and best season of the bear ever.
0: This is the
1: fourth paw of a bear. <laughs>
0: this is the fourth paw? <laughs> He's coming out of hibernation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're currently recording. We have some Zoom backgrounds up. We've got a crepe, a macaron, some petty fours. And I didn't want to get us into, I was like, oh, we should brainstorm sexy desserts because this is, but then I realized we did that at the end of Willy Wonka because we are Augustus Gloops of the podcasting world and (laughs) all I think about is dessert. But I did think of um, petty on all fours.
0: (gasps) Oh, nice.
2: And I would like that to be known. I would like to say that in the first 45 seconds of this podcast episode.
0: Perfect. Followed by a moan of silence as we honor that statement. <laughs> did you say a moan of silence or a moment? I did now. Oh, it sounded like a moan. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Let's have a moan of silence because we can't shut up.
2: <sighs> if that sparks anything for you, <laughs> this is your time.
0: Uh, it doesn't, but isn't cake by the ocean a sex thing?
2: Great by the ocean.
0: Danny. you
1: explained that to us before. What is that? Is that going down on someone? I don't know.
2: I would think it's just ocean sex.
1: Oh, just sex. Okay. It seems like it needs to be more specific.
2: Lindsay, I saw your mind blown at that boots with the fur does not mean always furry boots.
0: But then I got a ton of... Allie, there's a meme going around. Wait a minute. Is this like a shake your Laffy Taffy situation? (laughs) You were wrong about that.
1: I was. (laughs) I
0: think... So there's a meme going around about Reba from the Super Bowl when she sang the national anthem and she was in a big fur coat and then like tall boots and everyone's new boots with the fur. And someone said, this is the first time I've considered that maybe the boots did not have fur. They were just with the fur, apple bottom jeans, pairing boots with the fur coat or whatever. But then I've had a lot of DMs being like, absolutely not. The boots had fur. So where do you stand? Well, okay.
1: That was peak (laughs) boots with fur. That was Uggs with the furry tops, Sorrells with the furry top of the boots. So sure, sure, sure. I like to think that in that time period, when that was released, it was boots that in fact had fur attached. Yeah. But I do think it makes more sense to be boots with fur, like paired with a fur coat. Yeah. Like the Rebo way.
2: In service of inclusivity, <laughs> anytime you've got boots and anytime you've got fur is boots with fur. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It seems like an outfit that has more shelf life.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more timeless. <laughs> Although our tall Uggs are, are back, so. They are back. That's true. <sighs> But you know what? I was trying to think, how do we say? What's my segue between tall Uggs, boots with the fur, apple bottom jeans? We put apples in the mm-hmm. kitchen and it was night one of the restaurant takeover of <laughs> last episode. Seamless. Flawless. Should we blow it down? Yeah, that was my attempt at a segue to blow it down.
2: Huffle <laughs> puff and blow it down.
0: <laughs> Basically, they had one night or two successful nights of the restaurant. Right? Of doing the restaurant takeover. I think two. Was it two? Yeah, both nights. Oh my gosh, because you guys, it was night two because they woke up to the newspaper clipping saying Mm -hmm. that they were married. And then we got the group text. The review of their restaurant takeover, the reviewer rather thought that Sydney and Carmi were married.
1: And then her mom's long lost friend came in, her namesake she's named after, who also saw the review in the paper. Their second and final
0: evening of Guy's restaurant. Mm Keish Lorraine came in. <laughs> Keish Lorraine, come down and wake my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Danny. Wait, that wasn't your wedding. That's not your Hillary Duff wedding song. No, it was It was? <laughs> what's, what's the Hillary Duff? No. No, his was.
2: This is what dreams are made of.
0: Okay, not let the rain. <laughs> Who sang, so
1: yesterday, so yesterday? Who sang that song? That's Hillary. Is that her as well? Uh Uh-huh. That's the
0: same song. Oh. That's the beginning of Let the Rain Come Now, right? No, I think that's different.
2: And Danny, as the famous lyric says, let the rain come down and wake my dreams. Let it wash away my destiny. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Wait, who sings... Get a load of you, get over me, and like I hardly knew you. Ashley
2: Simpson. Wait,
0: that's not Ashley Simpson. But is that that's so yesterday.
2: That's Hillary Duff.
0: Yeah, that is so yesterday. That's Hillary Duff. That's not Ashley Simpson. But who sings the am I singing so yesterday or am I singing a different song? You're singing another Hillary Duff song, I think. A different song. Get a load of me, get a load of you, and I hardly know you. Uh, uh, uh.
2: Liz Fair.
0: Liz Fair oh.
2: <laughs> Breaking Old
0: that's right. We haven't fucked yet, but oh wait, hold on. This is perfect. We haven't fucked yet, but my head's spinning. Why, Why can't, can't I, I speak whenever I think about you? Wow.
2: Danny, <laughs> in front of our friends and family, I'd like to say, we haven't fucked yet, but you still have my brain spinning in the famous words of <laughs> Liz Fair. <laughs> As two virgins getting married for the first time.
0: Danny, you were a skater boy. I was a skater. <laughs> I said, see you later, boy. Could that make it any more obvious?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just visited a friend who she asked her sister to create a playlist of strong female women for the birth of her daughter. Oh, nice. So that in the room, you know, Um, it would happen. And I guess she was born during Skater Boy. And so like what a legacy for her to like have that energy. It was funny to think about like music roulette and birth of like when the baby is born to what song does that destiny. So
1: So funny. Why would Skater Boy even end up on the playlist? That's crazy.
2: Apparently like Mama Mia came up and she was like, next. But I think Abba is like strong women. Anyway.
0: Dawson was born to Wonderland, Allie. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, Wonderland. Favorite song? You know that story, but that's our, one of our top Taylor Swift songs.
2: What else was on the playlist or was it all Taylor? It was
0: all Taylor. I just wanted to listen to Taylor right when it was like time time. (laughs) And Caleb said that my sister Emma was like in there with us, like holding a leg in there with us. And she was like also running the playlist and that I would be like, Next. Like if I didn't like what it should I just like, Taylor? And Caleb said every now and then Emma would be like, come on, this is a good one. And Caleb was like, This is not the time. If she says next, because Emma would be like, Oh man, this is one of my and Caleb would be like, You hit next. You're not arguing about the playlist right now. There is a baby coming out of my body. Well, let's just hear it out. You probably haven't heard it in a while. <laughs> uh, Rethink it. This one's Taylor's version. I don't care. <laughs> That is the most sisterly thing ever that I'm in labor asking her to skip a song. And she's like, give it a shot. (laughs) 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 Justice. Justice for Red. So anyway, yeah, they're not married, but we got a group text. And they have like, what, a day left in their trip? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they shared an ice cream cone. They did.
2: (sighs) Not a metaphor if that was a real ice cream cone.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I think we're just about to get the advice that Guy gave. Formerly was Don't Shit Where You Eat, a famous— French phrase. (laughs) That's Allie's uh, newer, lower-back tattoo.
0: That is directly from Danny and Marco's um, vows, Don't Shit Where You Eat.
2: And uh, we'll find out what advice he gave.
0: A-D-L-A. It's Allie. Allie's closing us out. (sighs) It is me. Our French, our resident French. (laughs) C'est moi. Actually, that's another song from that— Say la vie, say you will, say you won't. That was in your vows too, wasn't it?
2: Uh-huh. Bewitched.
0: Na-na-na-hey. <laughs> Bewitched. Allie? Yeah, ready? Take it away.
1: After service, the restaurant staff had gathered at the bar across the street to toast Sid and Carmi's successful stint as guest chef's. Guy had approached Sid toward the end of the night, clearly at least three drinks in. Merci infiniment, he had said, clutching her shoulders. For what?
0: Whatever you did to Carmi, he smiles now. He laughs now. He tells very sad attempts at jokes. (laughs) Is he describing, is this a review for (laughs) Fangus? This is a very different man from the one I knew in Neva.
1: (laughs) I didn't do anything, Sid had replied. That's all him. She had silently added, and better health insurance, and better therapy, and better sleep. Mm-hmm. Guy had shaken his head vigorously. No, you are proof that chefs can find love with each other. <sighs> Guy's sous chef, also visibly sloshed, had overheard this and exclaimed, Are you kidding? Never shit where you eat.
2: And he's really putting her in the uh, pressure cooker there.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, she. No, Guy protested. Do shit where you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shit where you eat. Do shit where you eat. This went on— rabbit <laughs> season.
0: Duck season. Wabbit season.
2: This is Allie walking down the street. Don't shit where do you eat. Don't shit where do you eat. Don't shit do where you, do you, you, do you eat. This is you you the
0: eat. war I wage every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this went on long enough for Sid to quietly exit the conversation before they began shouting to each other in French. She recounted this intellectual debate now to Carmi. So glad I missed that, he said. If I hear that phrase one more time, don't shit where you eat, Sid said wearily. I swear I will marry you just to spite everyone. Carmi laughed. Let me know when you make up your mind. It's getting harder to remember if we're fucking married or not. By noon, they made it to the Senegalese restaurant where they feasted on Asha Zushi with arctic char, pepe soup, okra, and mussels. The sun finally made an appearance, giving them a boost of energy, so much so that Carmi agreed to skip their proposed nap and keep going down Sid's seemingly endless list of restaurants. Do you guys, do we think they're going to get married?
0: That's what I keep wondering. I was like, what's the Vegas of France? (laughs) Under the Eiffel?
2: Do you think they're going to take a shit at a (laughs) bee's
0: We do shit where we eat. (laughs)
2: Just blacked out.
0: I do shit where I eat. Do you shit where you eat, (laughs) Sydney? I do.
2: I do do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They took the metro to a Hong Kong-style diner and coffee shop near Republique. As they sat down on the train in a serene food coma, Sid suddenly sat up when she saw the approaching station. We have to get out of here, she announced, and take a photo for my dad. She grabbed Carmi's hand and pulled him up with her onto the platform. What is this? He asked, looking at the slightly dingy slightly dingy dingy. <laughs> looking at the
0: tiny boat attached to the train. <laughs> Where'd that boat come from? <laughs> Quit playing with your dingy! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tommy Boy Throwback? Uh, breaking Olds. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the slightly dingy, incredibly normal-looking metro station, the station sign read, Bonne Nouvelle. My mom's favorite station, Sid said, handing Carmi her phone, the name literally means good news. <gasps> oh, that's so cute. Wait,
2: I just looked up what old news means in French. It's <laughs> la mauvaise nouvelle. Beautiful. Mauvaise nouvelle, mauvaise nouvelle. <laughs>
1: Breaking. (laughs) He snapped a photo of her cheesing hard in front of the station sign, and before she could explain anything further, another train barreled down the tracks and they got onto it, continuing their journey. At the coffee shop, Carmi pretended to draw out ideas for next season's chaos menu, but really he was just sketching Sid's hands as she idly stirred her red bean latte.
0: Beans.
1: Meanwhile, Sid was (laughs) pretending to read non-work-related articles while surreptitiously answering work-related messages from Nat. We are totally crushing this healthy work-life balance bullshit, Sid said, apropos of nothing. Carmi looked unconvinced. So you're not already planning next season's tasting menu? No. Five full seconds passed. But what do you think about herb-crusted pork belly in some sort of plum sauce? I think you are actually terrible at this healthy work-life balance bullshit. I think you're right.
0: You guys, you feel like a tasting menu is also another way to say like 69ing or like uh foreplay or something? Yeah. That's when
2: you get all the erogenous zones is when you do the tasting
0: menu. Tasting menu before the full course? Mm. Mm. The full intercourse? Mm. <gasps> There's a the full intercourse. It's an episode title. And we did it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> only
1: 15 minutes into the episode. <laughs> They had a few more hours to kill before dinner back in the 11th en route de Montreuil. <laughs> Montreuil? <laughs> so they walked leisurely, taking time to pause in front of giant stone gates of Père Lachaise Cemetery. Sid studied the long list of notable people interred within until one name in particular caught her eye. It's your boy, she exclaimed. Escoffier, he's in there. No way, Carmi said, visibly impressed. Let's go say hi or fuck you, whichever you like, (laughs) Sid said, leading him by the hand. She grabbed a map from the visitor's kiosk and used it to navigate as they made their way deeper into the cemetery. As they went further down winding paths overrun with giant monuments, elaborate statues, and mini chapels dedicated to bigger mausoleums, the sun from that afternoon disappeared behind dark clouds. The shitty weather seemed to leave the cemetery devoid of many other visitors, and any visitors that were there were more preoccupied with looking for Jim Morrison or Oscar Wilde than Auguste Escoffier, father of modern French cuisine. Then, without warning, the sky opened up with heavy rain, pouring down on them practically in buckets—
0: Fuck, fuck, fuck,
1: they said, looking for a cover.
0: Let Lorraine fall
1: down.
2: (laughs) Weesh, quiche, we gotta get out of here.
1: (laughs) Hold on to your quiche. (laughs) The trees were doing little to protect them, so they stepped inside one of the many telephone booth-sized stone chapels that lined the paths. This isn't like a mausoleum, right? Sid asked, checking for a plaque or gravestone. No, Carmi said, looking around the enclosed space. It's a chapel.
0: An empty one. <gasps> Just
2: space for you, me, and Jesus in here.
0: <laughs> the three amigos. You guys. He's gonna be like, "All I've got is an onion ring. Is that okay?" And that's how he'll propose. <gasps> I gotta think of other foods. Beautiful. What else? A funyun. I guess that Those is an onion comes ring. in rings. to <laughs> <laughs> think of new foods. Calamari. <laughs> I, th- I gotta think of certain Cheerios are too small. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear a calamari ring. Oh, that—that's good. That's really good. That's cute. That's good.
2: <laughs> a um, Shallot. I've got a shallot. What other
1: food is there?
0: An actual onion you cut in a ring. <laughs> okay, wise guy. Name two other foods that are that could be a ring. Yeah, he
1: got real cocky before he yeah, had to
0: do wow. it. Wow.
2: A donut.
0: Oh, Okay, cute. that's good.
2: I
1: donuts
0: Like one of those little donuts, the little like powdered sugar ones that come in a pack.
1: <laughs> okay, good, because I'm definitely not making out with you on top of a grave as some old-timey sea captain or decorated war general.
2: Also, if it was a chicken ring, do you think you could call it a cock ring?
1: Ooh. You know yeah. those, those like
2: fried chicken rings?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: He proposed to me with a cock ring. I mean, a fried <laughs> chicken ring.
1: There's <laughs> a lot more rings in food than we previously realized. Yeah. Oh, that's what we're doing here. Sid closed the small door so that they were barely enough space for the two of them standing. The rain continued to pound the small structure's roof. Got any better ideas? Carmi peeked out at the ongoing downpour and shrugged. He bridged the minuscule distance between them by pulling her to him and whispered, European, Sid, huh? Okay, but... Sid whispered back, the minute we hear anyone coming, we stop. I'm not getting arrested for public indecency in France. I refuse to end up like Jean Valjean. Who? <laughs>
0: Two, four, six, oh, one. It's just his, his prison number has to end in 69 now.
2: Yeah. Jean Vagina.
0: <laughs> Jean Vagina. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. I will not end
1: up like Hugh Jackman. Wolverine, no thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the greatest showman, not on my watch.
1: <laughs> He's the protagonist. Carby her, pushing her gently against the wall and placing her hands around his neck. <laughs> Jean Valjean is really funny. Sorry. Late jizz. <laughs> what
2: <laughs> late jizz? Late jizz oh with Jean Valjean.
0: <laughs> I was reading it as apple bottom Val jeans. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, stupid.
1: The steady sound of rain against stone, coupled with Karm slipping his tongue into her mouth, turned Sid's thoughts hazy. This isn't real life, she told herself. You're dreaming. Or in a Sofia Coppola film. But the marble against her back and Carmi's hands roaming up her thighs were all very real. Present day Sid, high five, pass Sid for choosing this as the rare day she wore a skirt. So was the faint taste of the pineapple tart from the coffee shop. So was the groan Karm drew from her when he pressed a thigh between her legs. The rain drowned out everything outside. Inside, Carmi paused, his lips still on the curve of her neck, his hands desperate for more of her. Should we keep going? He asked as he lowered her underwear off her hips with deaf fingers. Do you want to stop? Carm let out a low laugh. What do you think? These chicken rings are delicious. <laughs> I think, Sid said, undoing his pants, we should probably be quick and very fucking quiet. But first... Because even on the brink of having impromptu public sex, Sid's mind wouldn't completely shut off, she quickly ran through a basic risk assessment analysis of the situation.
2: CIA. CIA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Risk. Getting caught. Likelihood. Moderately high. Consequence. Legal trouble. Lifetime of shame. Risk. Disturbing the dead. Likelihood. Unknown. Consequence. Angry ghosts. Risk. Hot sex with hot boyfriend. Likelihood. High consequence, fond memories, fondle memories, fond memories to look back on during her geriatric years. What are you thinking? Carmi asked, pushing her skirt up her thighs. Nothing. Sid said, I've never had sex in a cemetery before. And you think I have? I feel
0: like that's like what it's like sleeping with you because you have like, so like you're so analytical and you've got so much going on. What are you thinking? Nothing. And you're like doing all like tasks and stuff in your brain. Risk, (laughs) likelihood. You know, you're always looking out for danger. One step ahead. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's always high. <laughs> Danger.
2: Situational, sexual awareness. Situational awareness.
1: Situational <laughs> awareness. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is some weird Catholic fetish thing for you. Sid, this is your idea. Before she could respond, Carmi pulled her into a deep, searching kiss. The urgency of his touch rendering her thoughts fuzzy. He hitched up her leg to his hip to bring her even closer, pausing briefly to rid her of her underwear, stuffing it in his back pocket for safekeeping.
0: Do you guys notice that the author keeps using wedding verbs? Hitched, propose. Yeah. If these are Easter eggs, I mean, you know, Taylor Nation, but. That's good. Little
1: breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. Sid, he said into her ear, his fingers seeking out the wetness that had been building between her legs since the moment he pressed her against the wall. Hmm. She managed to reply. Anything more substantial was made impossible once he made contact with her clit, rubbing slow circles with her slick covered fingers. It's a good idea. He hitched her leg up further, hooking her arm under it with a firm grasp as he guided his cock out of his underwear. Their breathing came almost to a standstill as he entered her one of her hands wading through his hair as he pushed his way into a deeper gasp. Their bodies seemed to luxuriate in finally being together after a day of being together. It was always like this, that instant when they refrained from moving for the briefest moment, soaking the other in as if they couldn't quite believe their luck. Then Karm began to thrust into her at a torturously steady pace that made Sid lightheaded. Their foreheads rested against each other as the mounting pressure built within her. She buried her face in his neck, willing herself to commit every gasp and shared glance to memory. She sensed Carmi began to lose himself, driving into her with increasingly frenzied thrusts. It was their eyes meeting that did it for her. She gassed his name into his chest, her release pooling suddenly, sharp and sweet. His own orgasm followed moments later, making him grip her thighs even tighter, nearly lifting her off the ground in the process. Carmi planted a soft kiss on Sid's temple as they tried to steady their breaths and rearrange themselves into a somewhat decent state. The rain had softened into a light mist. Once they were both fully dressed and Sid had tried unsuccessfully to smooth down Carmi's tousled hair, they just stared at each other, like they had just woken up from a joint fever dream. Do
2: you think his sex hair was even sexer hair-er? You know what I mean? Like, wow. yeah. he already has sex hair all the time. He does. Just jizzing it. <laughs> He's like, hey, I've got to brush this down. Can I have a little more of that slick wetness? Thank you.
1: <laughs> what just happened? He asked. European Sid and Carm, Sid replied. That's what happened. Before they could feel guilty for possibly desecrating the final resting ground of a couple thousand people, they left the empty chapel, taking a swift left to to exit through a side gate. (laughs) Sid unfolded a small umbrella she had conveniently forgotten she had in her bag. Then they resumed their walk to dinner. Wow, they left the chapel? What the hell? So, Carm said, holding the umbrella over both of them, that plum sauce you mentioned earlier, yeah, why not do a mostarda? They stopped at a crosswalk, waiting for the light to change. Their eyes met, and the grin that Sid was trying to hold back wavered. Carmi's cheeks were still visibly flushed, his hair still a mess. The sight made Sid cave, laughing at the ridiculousness of it all. Sheepish, Carmi joined in with an occasional, what the fuck? The light changed, and they crossed the street, Carmi draping an arm around her shoulders. Yeah, Sid said, attempting to compose herself. A mostarda.
0: That works. (laughs) I always want to do Italian deet dudes. I don't know any French. <laughs> so I, I was just going to go deet 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 deet, 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 deet. <laughs>
1: that's, that's European. Yeah. Dear M, I might already be home by the time you get this, but I need to keep myself busy somehow. One, I love French pharmacies. They're small, beautifully organized affairs where you have to speak directly to the pharmacist to purchase anything. The one I went to in St. Germain Germain-de-Pres... Saint Germain <laughs> Dupre had beautiful antique apothecary canisters. Oh
0: my gosh! I thought you were making a Germain Dupre Super Bowl halftime joke. <laughs> Was she not? I see it now. I just heard Germain Dupre,
1: vibrant young thing. Is that what he does? He <laughs> sing that? <laughs> I don't know.
0: It sounds right.
1: Two. I do not love French pregnancy tests. The lines are too damn faint to make anything out. I had to take three before I felt confident in the results. Three, Keish Lorraine was supportive when I told her the news. I told her I was more scared than anything else, scared about keeping up with my career, scared about being a good mom, scared about being the best version of myself for us. But she seemed confident in my ability to do all three. And since she's the smartest person I know, I have no choice but to trust her. I love you. I'm very, very scared, but very, very excited to see you. Love, Alma. P.S. It's not yours. Just kidding. (laughs) P.S. Can you guess which metro station I was at when I finally got a clear reading on the damn pregnancy test?
2: Chills. It was the good news one.
1: Aw, it's beautiful. (sighs) (laughs) So it turns out, Sid said, Escoffier is actually buried somewhere in the south of France. And who the hell were we looking for yesterday? Carmi asked. They were sitting at the airport gate waiting for their flight home to begin boarding, still depleted from yesterday's jam packed itinerary. Yeah. Apparently, there are a shit ton of escoffiers in Paris, and none of them are the inventors of the brigade system. My bad. It's fine, Carmi said, making room for Sid on his shoulder as she leaned in. We can just go to the south of France. France? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why I was fired by my <laughs> French teacher. <laughs> Sid shook her head. I am banning us from all cemeteries, graveyards, and mausoleums until we have atoned. I thought I was supposed to be the guilty Catholic. (laughs) Oh, speaking of guilt, Sid said, did you see that email from Nat? The new butcher has been overcharging us for lamb. I fucking knew it. (laughs) Their heads were bent over Sid's phone, composing a sternly written email together about overhauling inventory lists when Carmi said, wait. Sid looked up, but her fingers were still typing the email. He put his hand over the screen, and she reluctantly let him put the phone to the side. We're still technically on vacation, he said. Sid sighed solemnly. I was thinking, and don't tell anyone, especially your therapist, I told you this, but I don't want a fucking healthy work-life balance. Carmi laughed. That's not at all surprising coming from you. I mean, our whole life, at least right now, is wrapped up in the restaurant. It makes sense that we would put everything into it. Hopefully somewhere down the line, we get a fucking break. But until then, I kind of like giving it my all, especially if I'm doing it with you. She watched the grin spread across Carmi's face, She asked, "'Okay, how unhinged is that line of thinking? Be honest.' "'I think I'm the wrong person to ask,' he said, "'considering I also like spending "'an obscene amount of time with you, "'obsessing over our work, among other things.' "'Yeah, I figured you would agree.' The airline announced their seating group was boarding, and they stood up to wait in line. "'MVP?' Carmi eventually asked, "'Like, overall, for the trip?' "'Sure.' "'You, for drawing again, "'and remembering to prep the mushrooms "'and generally being a good hang "'for our all-day food tour. "'This is supposed to be "'a professional accomplishment only.' We can make an exception this one time, said Sid. Okay, in that case, I nominate European Sid. European Sid is in jail for public indecency. We don't talk about her anymore. (laughs) Once they were boarded, Sid sent a quick message to her dad saying they were about to take off. Again, despite the late hour back in Chicago, he promptly responded. Sid's dad got another Google alert. They corrected the article. Sid, my publicist, you, stays on top of things. Sid's dad, hope you had a good trip. I remember your mom, despite her most cynical efforts, liking Paris. Sid, I like Paris too. Met interesting people, ate good food, visited all the must-see
0: sites. Got jam-packed during my jam-packed <laughs> itinerary.
2: Bone to <in> the cemetery.
0: <laughs> Bone-in steak. Mm. Headed more bones to the cemetery.
1: <laughs> Sid sent him the photo of her in the front of the metro station sign for Bonne Nouvelle. Her dad appeared to be typing for quite some time before finally responding. Love you, baby. She did too. Mm -hmm. sid sat back in her seat ready to go home back to the bear back to the routine back to their one day off a week that mostly just consisted of them staying in bed past noon trying to decide who was going to cook she couldn't wait Carmi took her hand and pressed her palm to his mouth i love you he said she studied his face and gave him a quick peck on the lips and and what she waited biting back a smile he nodded knowing no transition was necessary for going with something heavy like pork belly i'm thinking some kind of chicory salad to start the end of this story. Oh,
0: that's so cute.
1: They got a menu proposal, but no proposal. Oh, my Lord.
2: Do you take this idea for your menu?
1: <laughs> to cherish and to hold for next week's menu.
2: <laughs> okay, should we sing?
1: When the season ends, shake your underpants, is your
0: bagot, rock, hard or soft? Or soft. <laughs> to have and to please hold the onions. There you go. <laughs> 86 to 96.
2: My favorite part of that is seeing, we, we use a Google Doc because we're all in different places to see Lindsay capture notes. <laughs> and there was one that doesn't have any context. Lindsay, can you say what you wrote at 347?
0: Oh, with this chicken ring, Ivy bed, <laughs> like Steven. kind of a serious
2: moment. It's like that popped up.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Man. What do you think? Uh, yeah, baguettes rock hard. The story was—it was just what a delight. The characters were great. I love Sid and Carmi's love. I love that they are both workhorses and unapologetic about it. Talk about a match made in my hell, but. <laughs> In their heaven, which is wonderful. Yeah. No, it was perfect and wonderful and what a fun season.
0: Allie, there's an alternate universe where you are still in consulting and a workhorse. There's a whole nother path where you would be like, I don't have a work-life balance and I love it and like you and Matt are just like living in a downtown high rise with no kids and just like. Briefcases and trench coats and elevator sex. I'm in therapy three times a week. <laughs> yeah, just, your your nervous system is dysregulated. It's, you're it. miserable. When you
2: took ayahuasca, your paths separated. It you know, did. and your body yeah. formed into this one. And
1: when I smoke the toad, I have to do a different dimension.
0: <laughs> in that world, you've got really thin eyebrows. <laughs> Oh, no. I knew. I could see that that was my path. But
1: perfect French. (laughs) I was such a nervous wreck. My hair was coming out of my eyebrows at a breakneck
0: pace.
2: (laughs) I'm glad we're on this timeline with you. I'm
0: glad you saved the eyebrows. (laughs) Danny, how's your baguette?
2: Oh, it is. You break a tooth on it, it's so hard. Um, I, Oyster Knife, author, the... Dialogue was so much fun, and I feel like dialogue is the hardest to capture the tone. I love the plot. I love cemetery sex, I guess, so that's great.
0: (gasps) Frankly. Well, yeah, you're spooky. Yeah.
2: (laughs) When we were in Scotland, I ate pizza on Tom Riddle's grave, so I'm into (laughs) masticating um, anywhere. Yeah,
1: Masticating where you fornicate? You shit where you eat.
2: I shit right where I eat. (laughs) And I also—like, so many of the themes that I love about this and the Paris and Valentine's Day, but also— you know, you guys as new moms, I feel like there was such a like kind of mom connection. it
0: was.
2: It was as sweet as it was spicy. And I, I would like some to go.
0: <laughs> I'm rock hard as well. <laughs> my baguette's in my back pocket. And I am happy to see you guys. Happy to have read the story. And we'll see you guys next season.
2: Yep. Check out the Patreon for the live Valendongs through February. See you next season. Mwah.
0: Love you guys. Bye. Mwah.
2: Love you. Bye.
0: Au revoir.
1: For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon, where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action.
0: For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher.
1: For updates,
2: merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20 plus listener led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals.